right, so we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and this is a wonderful passage here that often uh, love or charity is kind of the focal point of this passage, but what the Apostle Paul is mainly trying to teach in this chapter is when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to salvation and just God himself, throughout time, God has revealed more about himself. God has revealed more about salvation, and so today... When it comes to what we teach, what we preach, even how we live, it's a little bit different than it was in the Old Testament era when they didn't know all the things that we know now. Some things changed as God gave us a more complete revelation. And so the Apostle Paul, he compared where this kind of this era that we're in now where we have a fuller look at God, a fuller look at salvation He says in verse 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So he's saying, you know, we don't need to go back to those old ways. You know, we're kind of done with those now. You know, they weren't wrong when they did things that way. You know, did you know they weren't wrong when they were sacrificing animals? It wasn't wrong for them to do that. It was what God expected them to do during that time. But now that the Lamb of God has come and been revealed to the world and has been slain, You know what? God doesn't want us doing that anymore. It would be wrong for us to go back to that because we have a fuller understanding now. And so we see in this passage, too, while, you know, uh, he's talking about the things of God, he gives an illustration how it's just the same thing in life. You know, when I was a child, I did what children do. I spake like a child. I acted like a child. We see kids do things around here every single service that we wouldn't expect an adult to do. Yeah, and, and, you know, and nobody thinks anything of it when it happens. Why? They're children. So you expect them to have a meltdown every now and then. Now, when adults do it, you know, it's, it's kind of a problem. And, uh, and there are. So then, you know, we can start asking the question, all right, well, what age? You know, at, at what age do we have to stop having meltdowns? You know, at what age do we have to stop going out to go to the bathroom during service? You know, and, and you know how life goes with that, too. You know, you have to go back to that eventually, too. But that's another thing, subject for another day. But we do see in the Bible examples how there are some things that change. And I want to preach to uh, mainly to our graduates this morning because of the fact that they are in what I believe is the most difficult stage of one's life. And that is where you're transitioning from basically child to an adult. And, you know, boys, they go through that awkward stage where they're changing from kind of a kid to a teenager, they go through that junior high brain dead phase where we all want to kill them. Okay, and we talk about that a lot. But you know what? I think I think the hardest time is when you do when you go from being a child or a teenager to an adult. It's a weird time. It's a confusing time. A lot happens. A lot changes. And I want to hopefully give some things that will be a help today. I want you to turn over to Galatians chapter four because this is what's happening right now. Uh, you know, in, in reality, physically, you know, our graduates are not going to be any different after today, but yet just because a diploma was handed to them, all of a sudden now expectations have just increased on them. More pressure has been put on them and it's not, it's not really an easy thing. And we see in the Bible in Galatians chapter four, it says, now I say that an heir, as long as he is a child, deferreth nothing from a servant though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. And obviously when it comes to becoming an adult and the transition everything, a lot of it has to do with culture. And here 
in this passage, this might be something that's a little difficult for us to relate to. But, you know, back in the day, you know, when you had farmers and you had possessions and land and inheritances and things, um, often those things would be, if you were born into a family, they were kind of your birthright. They were yours. And so he's saying here that the heir, so this is like the son of that man, he's got that farm, he's got those servants, he's got all these great possessions. And so the heir, as long as he's a child, he's really no different from a servant. In reality, that farm, that land, all those possessions, in a way, are his. But during this time where he's a child, he doesn't, get to, he doesn't have any choice in what's done. In fact, he doesn't even have any choice for himself. It says he's under tutors and governors. What does that mean? It's like he's got teachers, people that are teaching him, instructing him. He's got governors. He's got people telling him what to do. Even though technically he's Lord over all these people. I mean, who is higher ranking? The son of that man who owns all these possessions or the servant? Well, technically the son outranks him, but often the father maybe would tell one of his servants who was in charge of certain things, hey, you go show my son how this is done. And then he tells son, you have to listen to him. And so in reality, even though they were a son, they were no different than a servant. They had no choices. And so understand, while it's not exactly that way today, most of us aren't really waiting for an inheritance. Maybe some of you are. Uh, but you know, some of you might be just uh, waiting till you turn 18 and go get your own job and then be a servant of somebody who doesn't love you, somebody that's just trying to make money off you. You know, There's a lot of things in our culture today I think was better a long time ago than it is today. But that's, don't get me sidetracked on that. But, but either way, it is a fact that even today that there is, uh, or when you're a child, there's not a whole lot of expectations on you. I mean, kids... You know, most of your parents probably boss you around, don't they? I mean, they tell you what to do. I mean, how, how, many, of your, how many kids your parents have to make you do your schoolwork? Okay, you know, and the truth is, you know, if you had wisdom, you would want to do that schoolwork. You know, you wouldn't want to be dumb. I mean, how many of you kids, I'm going to be honest right now, say, I'd rather just play video games and watch TV all day and eat junk food. I mean, <laughs> I mean you kids are smiling like that'd be paradise, right? But you know what? You got these, you know, brutal dictators in your life, mom and dad that make you do boring stuff. They make you learn times tables and read books and English. I mean, you know, and boring history. I mean, who cares what happened hundreds of years ago, right? You know, who cares what happened 100 years ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth? You know, you know, we don't care about that kind of stuff. But yet at the same time, they make you do all these things. But, you know, the tr- but then and it, it's, it's always been that way, even back then. And notice what it says there. It says in verse 2, but he's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Back then, you know, that child was basically like a servant until one day the father said, you know what, son, I think you're ready for your inheritance. I think you're ready to be an adult. I think you're ready to start making choices. And I don't know what it looked like when that happened. I don't know if they had some kind of ceremony. I don't know what they did. But, you know, today, in a way, we kind of do that to a certain extent, you know, around graduation time where it's like all of a sudden, I mean, and it's not officially over. You know, we're not kicking, you know, we're not kicking Abby out of our house today, uh, you know, after today. You know, I don't think Kyle's going to get kicked out of his house after today. Plus, he's not 18 yet, so they got to wait a few months legally, right, until he actually turns 18. But at the same time, we all understand graduation does, you know, it is kind of symbolize a major change in someone's life. We now start thinking of them 
of them more as an adult. And I graduated at 17 too. And one of the things that's awkward, again, you're expected to be an adult, but you can't really get an adult job because you're still 17. So then you're still, you know, and I, I had to keep working at McDonald's and I had to wait until I turned 18 to get a better job. And so that's really awkward too. You're expected to be an adult, but they won't let you because technically you're not an adult. It's just, it's a weird time. I, I do not want to go back to that time. You know, I, I do. And, you know, my parents are here today. I am thankful for how I was raised. And I, every part of my life has been good throughout my life. But you know what? It keeps getting better. And I've enjoyed being an adult more than I enjoy being a kid. I've enjoyed being a parent more than I enjoy being the child. I, 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 think it, I, I think it actually gets better. But I do think the worst time is that time right after you get out of high school. That's just my opinion. It's a confusing time. A lot changes. You know, school's over. You know, unless you want to subject yourself to more years of being a child and go to college. And I'm not against going to college, but the way it is today, it's mostly teaching people to be a kid for four more years. I'm not real impressed with what they're putting out. And all they're putting out is people with a whole bunch of debt that still can't get a job. Don't get me sidetracked on that either. Try not to chase rabbits today. But, you know, the truth is, during this time, you know, you do. You Maybe you do get a, a, a new job. You begin a career. Uh, it's going to be in the next few years, you're going to leave home maybe get married. I mean, this is a major time, trans, you know, transitionally. Uh, it's a very crucial time. It's an emotional time. Your biggest decisions that you're going to make that are going to have the longest impact are going to be made in the next few years. I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, we could, you know, it's, you know, parents, we could all tell stories about our kids. I could tell stories about Ab if I wanted to dumb things you could do. You know, Brother Eric, Miss Carrie, they could probably tell some stories. I could tell some stories about Kyle. He's been coming to church. You know, you can't come to church this long and not tell stories. I won't tell the story about the time you threw up in church. That, that was pretty funny, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you care if I tell the story when you threw up in church? Yeah. He did, one time he did, he just, he was he used to be allergic to eggs and ate some stuff with eggs on and just right in the middle of service while I was preaching, just boom, I mean... And I didn't want to stop preaching and it draw attention to it, so I just kept preaching and he had all over them. They all had to leave. And you know, and, and Miss Carrie, you know, she has character. She actually came back to the church and uh, cleaned it up and all, all that. But you know, you know, kids do stuff like that. They do embarrassing things. And uh, I don't know. I was just thinking about that this week. You know, and and so I, I felt led to tell that story. <laughs> but you know, you do, you expect kids to do things like that. You know, and, and we could we could start telling kids, stories on everybody's kids. I could tell a lot of stories about my own kids. We don't have time for all that kind of thing. But you know, at the same time too, again, when they're adults, you don't expect that anymore. But here's the thing too. I mean, how thing how different are things really for you from when the time you're 14 to 15, 15 to 16, and so on? You know, to you, physically speaking, and you and your life. Things aren't really that much different, and the, but then all of a sudden, one day, because you're graduated, because you hit 18 or something, you have all these expectations on you, and it can it can be very difficult. It is, and you know what? You do need to put away childish things, like Paul talked about, and that needs to take place. But did you know, I just want to say this to you, it's okay if it doesn't just happen overnight. It is a transition. It's okay if some things take a few years. And so what I want to do in this message is give a few pieces of advice to those transitioning from child to an adult. And so the first thing is, don't rush the transition. Okay? Don't rush the transition. 
I like what it says in, in Luke 15, verse 11. This kind of gives us a little more insight, too, into the culture back then. But we all know the story of the prodigal son. And it says in verse 11, And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. That prodigal son, he understood he had an inheritance coming for him. And instead of waiting for the appointed time of the father, he decided, I want it now. And that reminds me of young people today. Everybody wants everything right now. People, they do that. Young people, a lot of times they hit 18 years old. I want to move out now. And you know what? Technically, you can move out at 18. Technically, you're an adult at 18. You can live on your own at 18. Technically, you can do all these things. Legally, you can do all these things. But you know what young people should ask themselves is, should I do these things? And you know who God appointed to figure that out for you? The Father. And I do not recommend running off and just leaving because you hit a certain age. I think you need to seek the counsel of your parents. And you know what? There might be someone who's ready to go at 18. And just because somebody else was ready to go at 18, his father felt he was ready to go at 18, doesn't mean you are. We're all different. And you don't need to rush things. You don't need to try to keep up with people. Some people are ready to get married at 19, 20, 21 years old. Some people are not. Our culture is not turning out mature adults. I mean, 30 is the new 20 these days. It, it really is. And, you know, and so we've, you know, so the thing is, you, you know, there might be somebody who is raised different from the world and he is, he's mature. He's ready to go at a certain age. That doesn't mean you are. And you really should take advantage of the people that God has placed in your life. And you should listen to their wisdom and follow their instruction. And this young man, this prodigal, this waster, he didn't do that. He just said, father, give it to me. And it says, not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And you know the story of this prodigal. He lost everything. He wasted it. And, he, and you know what? I guarantee you he had a good time. And you know, a lot of young people today, you know what? You're in this time of transition where things are confusing. And let me just say, tell you, you need to observe. You need to learn to have this attitude of you go first. You know, you go, let other people experiment on these things. Because what, what a lot of you are seeing today is with the age of social media, you're seeing all these young people out there taking the pictures of themselves, living it up. I mean, if the prodigal son would have had Facebook or Instagram back then, he would have been posting all these selfies, visiting all these great locations. I mean, having a great time at all these parties, getting pictures with all these beautiful women. I mean, he would have had all these pictures just living up. He would have gotten all kinds of followers. He would have been known as an influencer and all these things that uh, young people are aspiring to be today. And, and he was. He was living it up because of all these possessions, because of this inheritance that was given. But you know what? He was wasting it. And you know what? A lot of times, you young people, you're looking and you're watching the social media of the prodigal while he's in the process of wasting his substance. But you know what you never see is you don't see, you don't see him posting pictures of himself in the hog pen. You know why? He didn't post any pictures of himself in the hog pen because his cell phone got shut off because he wasn't able to pay his bill. And unfortunately, that we don't get to see those things a lot of times. But here's the thing about that, though. You know, you do eventually see that. 
you do eventually see the outcome of these things. But you, you, you young people right now, you're in the process of just now noticing other people your age, seeing what's going on. You've not lived long enough to see the end of these things yet. You've not lived long enough to see how these things turn out. And what ends up happening, you start having this great conflict in your home because you foolishly are looking at the prodigal in the process of having a good time wasting a substance. But mom and dad, they have experience. They've seen this play out a million times. And they're terrified of it happening to you. And so they're freaking out and telling you you can't do this and telling you you can't do that and still kind of treating you like a kid a little bit. And I'm an adult. But, okay, you turned 18, but it doesn't really mean you just know everything just yet. Okay, you, you haven't seen that much yet. Maybe you have. You know, some people, they do at a young age, they have a lot of wisdom and discernment, and they do. They watch, they observe. But there's a lot of people, it's like they've just been clueless to everything around them in their whole life. And... Again, it's different for different people. If you have a, a, a young man or a young lady in your home that has shown perception, that has shown wisdom, that has noticed these things, that's a good sign. Be encouraged by that. You know, as a parent, say, you know what? Not only are they seeing, you know, the mistakes people are making, not only are they noticing those that are doing it right. I mean, they seem like they have wisdom. They got this thing figured out. You know, maybe it is okay to kind of cut the apron strings. Maybe it is okay to let them go. But if they're just wanting to follow after every foolish fad, you know, be concerned. You know, be concerned. Try to restrain them the best you can. And I get it. Eventually, once they turn 18, legally you can't. Once they turn 18, legally they can do whatever they want. But at the same time, you know, I'm telling you young people, don't rush this transition. You know, observe. Watch what's going on. And make sure... Uh, you know what you're getting yourself into. Follow the advice of those that God has put in your life. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Right? I mean, you, you can smoke at 18, right? Is it 18 or 21? I think it's 18. You know what? Who cares? All right, you can't. Great, you can. So what? Don't do it. You know, it doesn't mean you need to. There are some things that just they're not worth doing. So trust those that God has placed in your life. Let them give guidance in the transition. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 22, Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. What, what's, it, what's it saying here? I've got to listen to my parents forever. And obviously your parents aren't always going to be an authority over you. But you know what? They should always be counsel to you. It's probably, I mean, I'm telling you, most of the time, it's probably a wise thing to listen to what they have to say. Even when, even when you're grown up. Why? They have more experience. They have wisdom. Don't despise them. Don't, you know, don't waste them. Don't chase them away. Listen, your parents are freaked out and often controlling because they understand what's out there. In Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 20, it says, My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually about thine heart and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. 
to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of the strange woman. And then he goes on to give an example of a young man who was void of understanding that he watched be seduced by the strange woman and watched his life ruined. Now, there's no doubt this young man was probably an adult. And understand, too, that this command to keep you from the strange woman is not one that's just there until you're of legal age. No, the strange woman ruins any man of any age. And he's telling you that the law and the commandments of your parents will protect you from them. And there is no doubt this is when someone's grown up. This is when you're an adult. And understand those, those rules that your parents have, have put on you, it's been to protect you from things like fornication and the things that come with that. Listen, I mean, you know, teenage pregnancy is a terrible thing when that happens. What it, it's a horrible way to start your life. It is. It's a very dangerous thing. And you know what? I mean, there's, there's young people getting STDs and things out there. And too, when you, and just keep this in mind too, young people, when you have a baby with someone, even if you're not married to them, they're going to be a part of your life forever. That's something you need to think about. I mean, if they're a parent, they're going to have certain rights and things too. Boy, you know, people are just way too quick to just jump in the sack with people today. And it, that is a dangerous thing. That is a huge temptation. That is a major part of our culture. And I'm here today to tell you, kids, you need to stay away from that. Well, how do I avoid it? How do I keep from being seduced by the strange woman? Follow the commandments of your parents. And most people just have this attitude. Well, I'm 18. I don't have to do what my parents tell me to do. Okay, yeah, technically, you don't have to. No one's making you. You're not under the tutors and governors anymore. But you know what? You're pretty foolish if you're just going to abandon everything that they taught you. You know, why don't you learn a few things first? Why don't you know, understand? They came to that conclusion that they came to from years of experience. And we've got a whole generation today of people that are listening to other young people their age with no experience. Why would you do that? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense at all. Those aren't the people you want to talk to. Those aren't the people you want to pattern your life after. You don't pattern your life after the prodigal son who is in, this, in the process of wasting a substance with riotous living. You, know, you, want, you want to listen to the person wait farther down the road. You, know, you could talk to the prodigal several years later after he's been in the hog pen, after he's been restored to fellowship with the father and has gotten his life back together. Then you can talk to him. But you know what? The last time you want to talk to him is while he's in that far country. That's not the time to do that. So parents, uh, you know, you need, uh, uh, I, I would encourage you, I'm not going to re-preach this message. I preached a sermon a while back about parenting adults. One thing you need to understand is that the decisions that your adult children make are their decisions. Okay? I mean, we gotta, you got to come to a point where you realize, you know what? They've got to start making some of their own decisions. You know, you can't, you can't really force them to do some things and you need to understand that. I think you can almost cause more trouble by being too controlling. So while, while parents need to understand some things of their decision, young people need to understand you would be wise to listen to their advice. Just because they can't make you doesn't mean you still shouldn't heed to what they're saying. So don't rush the transition. There is no, there is no hurry. And you do, you, you feel like life's just passing you by and you're missing all these opportunities. You know, 
that's just your brain not working correctly. I, I just, it, you know, something's definitely mentally deficient with people at that age. Uh, we were all there at one time. But again, that's why you got to listen. You know, the Bible says, hearken, listen. You know, you got to heed that advice. You know, get that counsel. So don't rush it. But you know what? Don't delay the transition either. Some people are doing this today. And in, in the Bible, they, again, it was the father that decided the time for the son to take over. Now, our culture today just says 18. But understand, there is no set time. But parents should be a guide in this area. They should direct and children should listen. But, you know, there are some, sometimes you have young people who just don't want to grow up. I mean, they don't want to be adults. That's not okay either. Now, turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 21. This is a passage that's been butchered so bad by the atheists and it's been repeated by the atheists so many times that even some Christians interpret it like atheists. And I don't understand this at all. But understand that, you know, there are people, we have them in our culture and they've always been around, people who didn't want to be adults, people who don't want to be responsible. And here, and I think we have an example of someone who should be an adult, but they're just refusing to be an adult. And it says in Deuteronomy 21:18, if a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastened them will not hearken unto them, then shall his father and mother lay hold on him and bring him out into the elders of the city and unto the gate of his place. And they shall say to the elders of the city, this our son is a stubborn and, re- and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Sounds like the five-year-old sass and his parents, right? No, that's not what this is talking about, folks. This is someone, he is, he's a glutton and a drunkard. This is one of these lazy good-for-nothings. Doesn't want to do anything. He's not listening to his parents. He's not going to go and work the farm like he's supposed to. He just wants to sit around. He just wants to eat, play his video games, surf the internet, watch, binge watch television, whatever. I don't know what they did to waste time back then, but they obviously had lazy people back then. They didn't want to do anything. And it says, And the men of the city shall stone him with stones, that he die, so shalt thou put evil away from among you, and all Israel shall hear and fear. And let me tell you, we've got a lot of people in our society today that are like this. They refuse to go to work. They all want to claim to have some kind of mental disability. They, they want to collect disability when nothing is physically wrong with them and nothing's even mentally wrong with them except that they're just lazy. And they do. They just want to sit around, play video games, watch television, stuff their face, and then complain that the government's not giving them enough stuff. That's evil. That is, that, that is evil. And you've got to understand that, you know, sometimes it can be a little too easy at home. You know, I mean, really, a lot of us adults... We think, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't life be so much simpler and easier if literally our only responsibility was to go sit in a classroom and learn? You know, I mean, it's like, wow, you know, everything's provided for you. I mean, wouldn't that be easy? But yeah, look how many young people have PTSD because a teacher yelled at them in class, made them stay in the corner, they got spanked by mom and dad. That's the, that's the generation we've got today. Ab- absolutely ridiculous. But you've got to understand... You know what? And parents, you've got to be careful. You don't want to make it too easy on them. Otherwise, they're going to turn out, you know, like this, you know, lazy gamer that won't go do anything. 
That's evil. And God said back then, he said, stone him to put evil away from among you. And let me tell you, these people that are out there today that are voting for more socialism all the time, these people are evil people that are horrible for society. And one, I mean, one of the reasons we're in the mess we're in right now is because our government giving out money. Our government giving out too much money. This is, it, this is destroying our country. And people like is being described in here are a huge part of the problem in our country today. we got to understand these glutton and drunkard types, they should have no part in our society. And we definitely don't want to raise them. And so, you know, we've got to teach our kids, get out of your comfort zone. Do stuff that you don't like doing. Do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. You know what? It's good. And, you know, I mean, you know, Chloe, when she played her song today, she looked like she wanted to do it. She looked like she was enjoying it. You know what? A lot of parents, they won't even make their kids do something like perform. You know what? Make your kids get up and get nervous and get in front of people and do stuff. It's okay for you to do that as a parent, to make them do that. Oh, uh, they might cry. Listen, there's tougher things they're going to have to do one of these days. And we've got a lot of young people. I, I don't want to go to work. I, I don't want to have a stranger tell me what to do. I don't want to have a boss yell at me. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. We've all had to do jobs. That we didn't like doing, but you know what? We did them because we understood it was our responsibility. We got to do this stuff. We've all put up with things, but we've got a generation that they've not, never had to put up with anything. Anytime a challenge has been put in front of them, mom and dad has done everything they can to remove that problem from them. And then they've got this 30-year-old living at home that doesn't want to get a job, and they're wondering what's going on. You have got to make little Fauntleroy get out of his comfort zone and go do something hard. That's all there is to it. And, you know, I, I was talking to somebody one time. They were telling me about this guy that they, they hired for a job. And first day, he didn't show up. He called, they, they called him up. Woke him up. He's still in bed. Where are you? You know, was, oh, I, I just woke up. Comes to work. They're yelling at him about not showing up at time for work. He's like, well, my mom didn't wake me up. I mean, what in the world? He's a guy who's like in his 20s and still needed his mom to wake him up. This is, this is the society that we have today. This is not okay. And so parents, you need to be careful not to keep them tied to the apron strings too long. Make them do some hard stuff. You know, eventually nature's going to kick in. Father and son are probably going to start butting heads. You know why? Because it's just not normal for a bunch of grown men to be in the same house. It's, it's not. It, now, yeah, now here's the thing about that. Okay, listen, the son needs to submit to the father. And you know what? It's okay that it drives you crazy and it annoys the fire out of you. That's normal. That's nature. But, you know, you've got to do it anyway. Uh, you, you, you've got to do it anyway. Let that just be a motivation for you to be responsible, to go make some money, to go get a good job so you can go get your own place. Okay? Let, let that be a motivator for you. But it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work forever. And I think it's just nature. Matthew 19, 5 said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. So children need to remain in subjection while in the home, but it will get difficult when they become adults. It'll become more difficult, but you still have to do it. Daughters, they need to remain in subjection until their father gives them away uh, to a husband. 
Now, this doesn't mean the daughter can't do anything outside the house. You know, you can still be in subjection to your father while doing things outside the home. But understand that women being too independent for too long, it actually makes it more difficult for them to submit to a husband later, too. Did you know nobody's in sin if they remain single for a long time? You're not in sin. Remaining, It's not a sin to be single. But just understand, too, the longer you remain single, the more independent you become, and the more of a, you know, culture shock you're going to get when you get married. And But, you know, as long as you have the character to deal with it and get through it, you know, you'll be fine. You know, men and women, men and women who are single and independent for too long, they're not in sin, but transition into marriage can be a lot more difficult in many ways. I was blessed. I pretty, you know, I, you know, just I got married pretty young, so I I didn't have time to be on my own and get too independent and spoil myself with things. I went from having a crummy job, you know, but because I could afford to, because I lived at home, to having a halfway decent job, but being married right away and not having any money. So I never got to live it up. You know, they always tell you buy all those toys and things while you're single. Never got a chance to do that. Never had the toys. Uh, just. Always, always been poor. Always been poor, and uh, that, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I'm, I'm rich with family. <laughs> rich, just not stuff. But turn, turn over to Proverbs three. The last thing, just piece of advice. So you know, don't, don't delay the transition. Don't rush the transition. Follow the leading of the parent of your parents, the people that God appointed uh, over you in your life. But then, what you need to do right now is you have got to focus more than ever on your walk with God. You know, in reality, if you're, if you're growing up in a good Christian home, did you know you can have a really good life through your teenage years without having a walk with God? Because if you're following your parents' rules that are biblical and godly, you're going to benefit. I mean, even if you don't mean it, you don't feel it, you're going to benefit. From that, but understand, you're to the point now where it's not going to be your parents' rules anymore. It's going to be yours. It's going to be what you decide to do. And I'm here today to tell you, if you don't have a walk with God, there's going to be some problems because flesh is going to kick in, and you're probably going to make a lot of huge mistakes. The Bible says in Proverbs three five, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. You, know, you don't have to do that when you're growing up in a Christian home, really, because it's just, you have to do whatever mom and dad says. It's, what, it's whatever they say. You don't have to make a choice about whether or not you're going to go to church. You don't have to make a choice about how you're going to dress and the rules and things you're going to have. They make those things for you. But you know what? God still wants you in subjection to someone after you're out of the house, you know who it is? It's him. And so you know what? I don't recommend waiting until you're an adult to start a walk with God. I think you ought to start at a very young age. But at the same time, even if you've had a walk with God, it is more important now than it has ever been. And if you're not acknowledging God in all things, you're going to get yourself in all kinds of trouble. So up until now, your decisions, they've been made for you. So you know about God. You've been taught his ways. But it's not about what your parents believe anymore. It's about what you believe. It's about what you believe. And you know what? You've benefited from their walk with God, but now you've got to have your own. And I think it's one of the saddest things in the world when you see a young person 
they grow up benefiting. They benefit their entire life from the walk with God that their parents had. They'll even get them to the marriage altar pure. And they don't even realize what a blessing that is, especially in today's day and age. And they get them there, get them right. But then what do they do? They get tempted by the world because they never had any walk with God on their own. And all those things that their parents did to set them up for success, they throw it all away. I think that's one of the biggest tragedies in the world. It just it saddens me every time I see it happen. Don't let that happen to you. Don't, don't be that person. Your parents' decision to go to church, that was a crucial decision. It affected you greatly in a good way. But it's not, it's not going to be their choice much longer. Pretty soon it's going to be your choice. And I hope you make the right one. The Bible says in Proverbs 22.6, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Your parents, they've raised you right in the way that you should go. Now they can't tell you what to do anymore, but you know what? You do know what you should do and you need to do it. Even though nobody's there to make you. Bible says in uh, Genesis 5.24, talking about Enoch, it says, And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Now what's interesting about Enoch, the Bible doesn't tell us much about him. In the book of Genesis, but in Hebrews, when reading about it, the Bible said he had this testimony that he pleased God. And I'm, I'm here today to tell you, young people, that needs to be your desire. Please God. You know, I, you know, I love you know, my, my daughters, whenever they do something that they know is going to please me or impress me, you know, they like to come tell me I did this, I did that. You know, and they, they, do, they have that desire to please their dad. And you hope that stays with them throughout those years. And a lot of what you do as kids, you do it trying to please your parents. And that's good. You should try to please your parents. But you know what? You're getting to the age now where it's going to be about pleasing God. And you, that needs to be a desire in your heart. And let me just tell you this too. It, I think you should want to please your parents even after you're out of the house. Because I'm not even, we don't have time to go to the verses uh, in Proverbs about this, but you know, the Bible talks about the foolish son being the heaviness of the mother. You know, parents never stop worrying about their kids. Right? They, they don't. All right? Mom and dad, I know they still worry about, you know, they still worry about their kids. You know, they still have those, you know, concerns and things. It doesn't stop. But, you know, my, well, you know, my, my, my mom and dad, they never call me and they never try to tell me what to do or anything like that. I, I know them well enough to know they do just want good for me. They want happiness. They don't want misery. They don't want me to be in jail. All, all the, that would, you know, they, they want us to be happy. Okay. That, that's what they want. And so understand what makes your parents happy is your happiness. What makes them miserable is your misery. And the reason they often have a problem with what you're doing is because they know it will make you miserable. They want you to be happy. So in reality, making your parents happy just means making yourself happy. It, it really does. And you got to take advantage of the fact that they do have some wisdom. They know what they're talking about on these things. And so you got to understand, again, I, I mentioned this briefly before, in these next years, in these next three or four years, because you do, people tend to pay attention to people their own age, other people like them. But in, in these next years, you are going to see a lot of people your age who are out there doing exactly some of the things that you feel like doing. And they're going to make, be making a huge mistake. And you're going to see 
the effects of that mistake on them. And you are going to learn from experience, you know, why your parents had a lot of the rules and things they had. But, you know, here's the question, though. You know, are you going to learn from their mistakes or are you going to learn from your own mistakes? It's better to learn from other people's mistakes. I'll tell you, you know, just have that attitude. Have you ever seen that before on the show where they're about to go into a scary building or something like you go first? So there's a lot of unknown out there. Don't be the attitude, I'll go first. No, let them go first. Okay? Let other people do, make the dumb decisions first. Let them see what, ha- you know, see what happens to them. That's just wisdom. That's wisdom doing that. And, and I'm t- in these next few years, you are. You're going to be amazed at how much agreement you're going to come to with your parents. But I just I hope that you'll have the wisdom to, you know, let that happen before you make some major decisions that could really hurt you. You're going you're to learn a lot in the next few years. And so allow yourself time to transition. So you, don't, you don't have to become 100% independent overnight. Give yourself time to watch, observe, and learn. And you, I promise you will be glad you did. And all those things that you're looking for, waiting for, it's going to happen so fast it's going to make your head swim. It doesn't feel that way. I think, you know, for, for me, that time, uh, you know, of transitioning adults, that seemed like the longest period of my life. But it's, it was pretty short. But, it, you know, it kind of felt that way sometimes. But you know what? I'm thankful for how I did things and how everything uh, worked out for me. It was definitely it was definitely worth it. And that was my philosophy. You go first. And I did. I watched other people doing some of the same things that I felt like doing, and it didn't turn out good for them. And I wasn't dumb enough to think it was going to be different for me. And that I think that's one of the biggest things, young mistakes young people make. They somehow always think it's going to be different for them. No, it's going to be just like everyone else. If you act like everyone else, you will end up like everyone else. I don't want to. I don't want to end up like everyone else because everyone else isn't doing too great these days. So I hope this will be a help to you during this time. So we're going to have a word of prayer, and then I'm going to ask uh, the parents to come, and we're going to be presenting diplomas uh, to the graduates. So let's pray, dear Lord. I pray this message was a help and a blessing to everyone. Lord, we do uh, thank you for our graduates, and I pray you'll be with them during this uh, time of their life as they are becoming adults. I pray you'll help them to. Uh, get closer to you than ever before. I pray you'll help them to stay close to their parents and make good decisions in their life. In your name we pray. Amen.